Halo gets pushed back to 2021? You ruined my dreams, Microsoft. An epic gets slapped by Apple right in the face. We might see a new Batman game here on the Gaming Casuals podcast. Welcome to the Gaming Casuals podcast, your host for all gaming news from a casual perspective. We are your hosts, John and Brandon. Guys, what is going on? It's been a great couple of weeks, and by great, I mean terrible. Um, <laughs> we've got some terrible, terrible news to talk to you about. I'm going to get really dramatic right now. Slow zoom. Okay, listen. Halo Infinite was uh, pushed back. Yes. To uh, 2021, because, you know, we can't have anything great in this world. <laughs> And in fact, 2020 was such a wash, they decided that there's too much bad luck pushing out Halo before 2021 even began. So um, they did cite coronavirus concerns, um, yes. and, uh, but we are not going to see the Halo Infinite title on Xbox Series X Day 1, Brando. Yes, that is, uh, it is sad, not going to lie. I was very excited to see this launch with the console because it hasn't done that since the Halo 1. It has not launched with an Xbox console. It's going to be really cool. But I understand why. It was something that, again, I loved the, the presentation at the Xbox Game Showcase. We've talked about it in the past. I liked it because I'm just nostalgic and I love Halo. Yes, it didn't look like super next gen, like everybody's saying, but it didn't bother me. But I think that they need to go back. I think that's what they've said is they're going to go back and make this the best game it can possibly be. And I will say, yes, having the delay is a bummer. But I think my thoughts are I think they made the right call because I would rather see Halo be the best it can be. And I would like to see it without forcing the developers to just crunch and and suffer at trying to get a, a game out at a specific time. Yeah, it'd be nice to have it launch, but at the end of the day, these are real people making this game. Let's make it the best it can be. Don't kill yourself over this. It's going to be okay. And that's what I think they're doing. Now, Brandon, I hate to take the devil's advocate, but <laughs> I'm a little bit more hurt about Halo being pushed back. And, you know, it's been a super long time. It has been. For them to be developing a Halo game. Right? Five years. And I think for a lot of people, they may have seen the rolling impending tide of incredible AAA games happening this year. And they thought, hmm, maybe our game isn't up to par. I don't know. We don't know. All we know is what they told us. I know for every report about the crunch culture and all that jazz, there's some email being sent to a Microsoft employee somewhere saying, Keep up that momentum. It's gonna be great. <laughs> so I, I'm not as I'm not as uh, I'm not as optimistic. Let me say about this sure. as you. But I will say, um, you know what? A game's gonna happen. A game's gonna I, happen. I can't I can't say I enjoy half baked games. But really, I would have enjoyed at least like part of the half bake. Like at least half the so, game would have been. So great. would you have liked a a split where it's like, hey, if multiplayer was done, you want that slice. Listen, At I'm just launch? saying, give me something. Like, so, so you want something. Does, does it have to be the full game or just anything at all? I, You know what? We always expect full games. <laughs> but as games get bigger and bigger, you may have to adapt with how games are being made these days. And maybe Microsoft should have made this call a little earlier. What it, what it, was, what it was coming down to for me was that back in May, Phil Spencer did warn us, hey, yes. because of this year, games are going to get pushed back. And we're like, no dip. Like, we know that. Like, we, yeah. we understand that. We understand that whole thing. But to have a game that's been five years in the making, you know, the last year, 
you know, I don't know how how the game life cycle goes, but the last year in a five game, you know, cycle will probably is mostly like polishing out some touches, starting the promotion, getting things ready. And this is a really just like you got to be kidding me right now. It is interesting too because I know that uh, in the past Phil Spencer has said he's liked the games where they announce them and they come out later that year. They don't want that big three-year um, gap between the first time you see the game and when it actually comes out. Um, but I will say, seeing the game for the very first time, just a few months before when it's supposed to come out, that's cutting it close. And I think that they're listening to fan feedback, too. People did not like what they right. saw. That is uh, true. Not, not everybody, but a lot of people did not like what they saw. I think they're saying... All right, we cannot. They did some focus groups, <laughs> yeah. you know. They found out, wow, this game might actually tank a little <laughs> bit in comparison to... And they need to stick the landing. They cannot fail yeah. at that because Halo 5's uh, campaign was uh, a little lackluster. People did not enjoy it and have that same... Um, uh, enjoyment as they did the rest of the series. So they had to come out firing all cylinders. Yeah. So if they came out with a subpar game, it doesn't matter how maybe a year from now they might make it amazing. People are going to see that first impression and go, Halo's done. It's It did not launch with the expectations that it had. It's done. So I think that, yes, this is bad bad for sure for, for not just Halo but for Microsoft as well, and I'll, I'll talk about that in a second. But I think it might have been worse if they launched with a half-baked game and people see that and play and they say this is awful. Listen, or not not up to standards. I get it. No one likes a cold hot pocket, but <laughs> listen, man, Master Chief was looking real good for a second there, which yes. is which stinks because listen, you're right. Like they can't screw this up, but they're not helping anybody. And that goes to the next point too. They are not helping anybody including themselves Microsoft because this was the game to launch with the Series X. It was the standalone first per, uh, first party have to have it Xbox title. And now they have nothing for the launch of Series X. Do you think, and I'm going to ask you this, do you think that Game Pass alone, because that's what they're touting as like the best place to play all these games, there's going to be a thousand titles for the Series X because of Game Pass or whatever they said. Um, you can play all the Xbox One games and everything. It's going to have the biggest launch library ever because of the old games you have. Do you think that Microsoft can do well with Game Pass as its flagship killer app for the series x i you know i think they can but they have to they have to fulfill expectations with their audiences and i'm not gonna say that like i'm not gonna say that this is the end all be all for microsoft i think i'm being a little bit dramatic but let's be honest here i was only gonna buy the series x (laughs) for cyberpunk and halo infinite and the only reason why i wanted it for cyberpunk was that i wanted to see it in its full resolution glory. You and know? you know, and well, the, that coming out on 1080p Xboxes, I have no incentive to buy well, the Xbox. And to go even further, didn't Cyberpunk and CD Projekt Red say that their Series X PS5 update isn't coming till later? Yes, you can play it on the right. Series X, but all of the fancy bells and whistles aren't going to be out till later, unless they've changed some things. That's what the last thing I heard said. So you may get to play it on there, but you may not fully appreciate the all the graphic the graphical uh, fidelity and all that stuff because it's just the... Uh, I feel like <laughs> Denethor on Minas Tirith just screaming, Flee for your lives! I'm getting slapped in the face by Gandalf. Anyway, um, I kind of feel that way, but, you know, I that's going to be... I, I would say, Brando, with this kind of iteration happening, with this kind of news, you know, 
I'm not going to buy X- Xbox Series X day one. I'm going to wait and see how the bugs get worked out. And when a Halo comes out in February, you know, Q1 <laughs> sometime, you know, right before my birthday in March, you know, then I'll get it. But it's still just a, a real big bummer. It is. So that goes to another point. When do you think it will come out? Do you think it's going to be spring or do you think it's going to be further? Because really, if they're missing the launch... Because that was the big deadline. Got to get it out. It's got to be a launch title. Now they're not going to make that. They could push it to fall 2021. They could take as much time as they wanted to to get it right. What do you think they're going to do? You know what? I think a lot of it depends on the strategy of Q4 sales for Xbox Series X. They're going to take a look at that bottom line and be like, we have got to get this game back on the market. Because the big thing with with Christmas on the way was getting that game out there for everybody to play. You know, getting you to buy an Xbox Series X day one. Um, and with that not happening now, you know, I can definitely see Halo Infinite being pushed back to the end of February. I think, if anything, I don't see a lot of games come out in January. It doesn't happen all that much. And I think between the end of February and beginning of March is when we're going to see um, Halo Infinite. If not, maybe a little sooner, but I doubt it. I will say with Microsoft pushing Halo to 2021, there's a lot of games that a lot of first party games are going to have in 2021, it looks like. So it's going to be a big year for Microsoft then, although we've been saying for 2020, it was going to be a big year here, too. Uh, I just hope that they can land on their feet. They did say that they really don't care how many Series X consoles they sell. Really, they want to get you into the ecosystem, into that. It's not uh, what um, the shareholders are saying. <laughs> maybe, but <laughs> uh, but Game Pass is, is a, a very, very impressive thing, and it's getting people left and right into the xbox ecosystem not just for xbox consoles but for pc you know the game pass for pc stuff um there's there's all kinds of uh, of revenue to be had just with that subscription model alone right so. and on the upside they did announce that halo infinite is going to be native 120 frames per second yeah let's talk about fun which good is things awesome which yeah. is awesome 120 frames per second i don't even know what that looks like because i think my tv can't even do that so uh it sounds awesome uh i i love that i know this uh ori and the will of the wisps they were announcing that uh at the game showcase and that's going to be 120 frames per second as well that's awesome i love to see more of that um just because 60 i mean we're still not even used to 60 on a on a steady constant basis for games so i love that uh the other part of that free to play multiplayer multiplayer right is gonna be free to play and that's huge Uh, i mean i don't know about you but Games that are free to play like Fortnite, they're they're massive and they're making money in different ways. But those games, uh, they're massive because of the fact that there's no barrier to entry. And I love that because I want to play Halo with as many of my friends as possible. And if they don't have to drop sixty bucks to play it, they can just jump in and play for free. That's awesome. It's just Everybody come on and play Halo with us. So I think that is a really cool thing uh, that they announced. Uh, so there is good news about uh, Halo. It's just sad that we have to wait a little bit longer to you play. You can read all the novels. There are like 125 of them. <laughs> no, there's like 60. But anyway, read the follow Reach. It's all you need to worry about. That's a good one. Yeah, it's a good great one. one. Good classic. But in other news, speaking of Fortnite, 
Yes. Dude, Epic has been getting slapped all week this week. Apple. Apple took down Fortnite from the the Apple iOS store. Wow. I know. Wow. I don't play it on iOS, but wow for those who do. So for all you casuals out there that don't know the gist, I'm going to I'm going to distill it down to its core elements here. So, um, earlier in the past couple of weeks, Fortnite updated their game on iOS App Store with a secondary payment option that essentially bypassed the App Store protocols that Apple had put in place. And so Apple retaliated by shutting down Fortnite access on the App Store. Pulled it off. And so Apple essentially gave written notice to Epic to essentially repair the breach. Like, essentially, Fortnite, you know, was invited over to Apple's house. Apple had a fridge. And Fortnite said, I want to enter the fridge and take the food without asking Apple. But Apple's like, just ask for the fridge to be opened and it'll be open to you. But no, Fortnite took away food from Apple and Apple shut it down. Um, And essentially, they've... Essentially, Apple has said, you got two weeks to repair the breach, but if you don't, we are removing Epic, not just Fortnite, Epic from the Apple developer program, and it's required to use developer tools and publish to iOS. Which is crazy, because Epic also has uh, Unreal Engine. Right. And so a lot of yes. games use Unreal Engine. So it's like, what? what is this... What does that uh, these repercussions uh, mean right. for a lot of people? So for the casuals that don't know about Unreal Engine, you've seen Unreal Engine used in all kinds of games. Think games like Gears of War and Hellblade. But Unreal Engine is a huge free-to-start game engine used by many developers through Apple Arcade. And if you guys ever played Infinity Blade, the yes. iOS game, that used Unreal 3. So to give you guys some context, as Apple, you know, when Apple takes down developer rights for Epic to be using this Unreal Engine in the Mac stores, in the iOS stores, it's going to make, t- it's going to be tougher for developers to put their content on Apple's systems because if you update Apple's OS, it won't allow Unreal Engine without certain security updates. Yeah, it, it, that is a, it's a big deal. This, this whole thing, uh, it was also premeditated. Epic knew what they were doing when they put this secondary thing in. And, and one thing, and to add on to what you were saying, this secondary payment option, basically the reason why is Apple takes a 30% cut of all uh, content purchased in these games. That's one of the things of the, the cost of doing business, basically. We, we'll put you up in the App Store, the only place you can get apps downloaded to your phone, your iPhone or iPad, and we're going to take a, a cut of that because we're giving you all this promotion, everything. It's it's in our store. That 30% is a very high amount when you're talking about subscriptions and anything that's purchased has to go through Apple. So Fortnite, uh, they have, or Epic, in Fortnite, they've got a place where you can purchase, is it V-Bucks they were purchasing? Yeah, V-Bucks. V-Bucks. And yeah. so it was like $9.99 for however many V-Bucks. I can't remember exactly how many. Well, they also came out with a direct-to-Epic payment. I can't remember exactly what they called it, but it's a direct payment. And it made it $7.99, basically cutting out Apple. You pay us directly, it'll be cheaper for you because you don't have to pay that 30% surcharge that we have to, to pass on to you. Well, Apple was not happy about that because they don't want to be cut out of their money. And, and, but Epic knew that this was going to cause some things. They pulled it down. Epic immediately had their, their lawsuit ready to go. And they had that video, or that, that, uh, yeah, the video they, they called 1980 Fortnite. And it was a, it was a direct comparison to Apple's uh, very famous 1984. Address, yeah. yeah. And it was something where there was this Apple uh, character on the screen and, and it's all black and white and 
this character from Fortnite's running down the halls. This is just like Apple's commercial uh, way back in the day. With the sledgehammer. Yeah, exactly. Except this time it was a pickaxe. Threw it the screen and shattered. It, it was very much like, hey, Apple. It was a PR style. Come on. They knew it. Come they on, doing. we know. So I, I think that with Epic kind of going at Apple like this, they want to see Apple change their ways on this. And it's not just Apple. Google as well. I believe uh, the Google Play Store uh, has had some things like this. They're, they're going against both of them because they want to see some change there in the lawsuit fortnite is or i keep saying fortnite epic is not actually uh requesting any any money paid to them for damages they just want to see some change in the in this ecosystem um it really at the end of the day it's apple's uh, app store they can really do whatever they want to but as a consumer i would love to see some of the other things that apple has shut down because of these policies namely not to switch topics kind of uh, kind of related to this but xcloud xCloud recently was announced uh, from Microsoft to be able to play on these devices. It's coming out uh, full force on Android only because Apple has shut it down for iOS. They don't allow, because of their App Store policies, allow something like xCloud to be on their platform. So I would love to see this whole Epic uh, Epic versus Apple kind of really strip away some of these things that Apple has has come down hard on uh, just to see some change because I know I would love to, to be able to play all my games on an iPhone. That's what I have. So, so I was I was reading the initial complaint, the legal papers that <laughs> <laughs> Fortnite Epic <laughs> short up to Apple, and it's it's interesting to see the names on this on this case. These lawyers are from Cravath, like they're insane. Like there's some big firms. This is going to be a big fight for sure, um, and it'll be interesting to see what happens with it. You know, I I can't I can't say I have a lot of like empathy for a huge game developer like Epic or this monster behemoth like Apple. But to be honest, like for a lot of young studios, for a lot of independents, uh, you know, when you're factoring in margins for being able to put your content on the app store, thirty percent is a huge cut. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can definitely, I can definitely tell you for certainty that a lot of really promising games that could have made it on iOS didn't because the margin was too, it was too high. They couldn't yes. reach that. And so it'll be interesting to see what Apple does. That being said, you know, you know, it's a, it's a big fish. It's a big fish kind of pond, you know, you know, the, the, the more, the more smaller fish you eat, the bigger you get kind of a thing. So Apple is huge, but Apple also deserves it because <laughs> they do everything and they're controlling all this content and it is really seamless. It, it will be really cool to see how this kind of turns out for epic you know i'm just kind of like i could really toss it up both ways you know (laughs) epic come on like you shouldn't have picked this like fight but then again like apple like we could have been a little bit more open to the whole like idea of the steve jobs innovative process but let's be honest apple hasn't been the same since tim cook took it and that's just how it is and you kind of have to live with that and the way the atmosphere is today and i mean i don't think this case is going to be anything wrapped up anytime soon uh like you said it's going to be a big battle between the two i could be totally wrong i could say this and oh wow they decided to settle behind the scenes and somehow apple's policies have changed uh quietly who knows i don't think that's going to happen i think they're going to fight on this for a while but like i said at the end of the day I hope that these companies can come together and realize that uh, we got to do what's best for the consumer. Because, yeah, Apple can say all day long, you know what? It's our app store. You do what we say because it's ours. 
But there are a lot of people who want to be able to play these games. Uh, they want to be able to do these things. Uh, and I'm not saying open it up and change things and prevent, you know, prevent or open it up to security flaws. I don't want that. Apple's done a good job of locking some things down with that. It's just loosen up some of the policy policies that they have tightened up. Um, not to jump back over to the, the X cloud thing, but, uh, but that's one thing that, um, I really, I, I don't, understand why apple has taken a a stance on games um that's one thing that the reason why they shut down the x cloud program for uh for microsoft for for ios is that they they said in a statement uh and this all happens back to back which is really funny apple's getting beat up uh on on all these different uh sides yeah yeah they're getting attacked (laughs) um but uh but the big thing they were saying was well we we can't review every game that's on xCloud because it's coming through this cloud service, whereas Apple always, for every app that's in the App Store, they're able to to review it and go through those policies. Well, Microsoft isn't just letting any game through. Game Pass, uh, xCloud is using Game Pass. Those are... uh, those are rated by the ESRB. And one thing they talked about was, why is Apple singling out the game industry? You've got things like Netflix. You've got Hulu. You've got other different video platforms that have all kinds of content on there, and they're letting those things in. Do they have to review every single movie or TV show that's out there? No, they don't do that. They let it no problem. So why is it? Why is Apple limiting things like Stadia, Google Stadia, uh, Microsoft's xCloud? Well, Apple has Apple Arcade. That's uh, that's one of those you know tin hat uh, or tinfoil hat uh, uh, conspiracy theories. Apple doesn't want that to uh, to have any kind of competition with that. So anyway, all that said, there's a lot going on with Apple legally. We hope that uh, this all kind of settles in, in favor for the consumer. So with that, gentlemen and ladies, we've got some cool news coming from WB Games Montreal. You know WB Games. You know they made the Batman games. They made all the Lord of the Rings games you didn't like, except for Shadow of War. Shadow of Mordor, Shadow of War. Uh, Shadow of Mordor was okay. Shadow of War was a little better. But WB, by far, not the best game developer in the world, but they make a lot of IPs that we all love. That being said, they did release on Twitter today. They had they made a new a new Twitter account called Redacted, and they did <laughs> release a GIF spoiler for um, what we think is a new Batman game. During the course of the GIF animation, you see the Court of Owls icon flash. And if you guys don't know about Court of Owls, let me flex on you a little bit. My Batman knowledge. Do it. Okay, Do it. So, Court of Owls is a crime syndicate in the Batman universe. Gotham universe. It's been in Gotham since colonial times and was first established in the Batman universe October issue of 2011. So if you haven't played the Batman Arkham series games, they're really great. Batman Arkham Asylum, Batman Arkham City, and Batman Arkham Knight. Arkham Knight, not so good. Arkham City had Talia al Ghul and Catwoman. And Batman Arkham Asylum, always incredible to see Mark Campbell play the Joker, which he did play Joker in all three of the games, but they were all a whole lot of fun, except for Arkham Knight. I liked Arkham Knight. Thank you very much. Too much Batmobile minigames, okay? Yes, that's true. Too much Batmobile minigames. Anyway, (laughs) with WB Montreal, with with this little GIF teaser thing, you know... I would love to see a new Batman game for a new console generation. Me I mean, who wouldn't want to see Kevin Conroy reprise freaking Batman? I mean, I like yes. I liked Christian Bale as Batman, but he's not Kevin Conroy. He's not <laughs> Batman the animated series. He's not Batman Beyond Batman. 
It's so exciting to see, but you know, you never know. Last year they did also tease another GIF that was similar in scope. It was 329 days apart, according to Jason Schreier over at Bloomberg. Um, but I think we might just see a new Batman, Brando. What do you think about I, a new Batman? I would love that. I did like the Arkham series as well. Um, I didn't play Arkham Origins because it wasn't made by the same yeah. people. But uh, but the, the trilogy there uh, I thought was really great. I enjoyed the whole combat uh, system. I really, really loved uh, going around Gotham City. Uh, and, and, yes, the Batmobile was... Uh, it was heavily used, but I didn't mind it. It was fine. Looking back, I look on it fondly. Um, but uh, I would love to see a new a new game in that. Um, I know that uh, they've been teasing this for a while, so I don't want to get my hopes up, but I would love to see something, uh, especially for the next generation. And if you guys are on Game Pass, Batman, the Arkham series, they're there. They're a whole lot of fun. Um, you can't get Arkham Asylum. They did come out for 360. They did do a re-release. I think yes. they did do like a like remaster a, kind of mm-hmm. a thing. Combo with the but city. I would recommend definitely going through and playing those games. If you like Batman, if you like DC yes. Comics, it is true to all of Batman stuff. Like it's just like – I thought I was watching the animated series again as a yeah. kid. Like, it was that good. The story's excellent. I love, like, you know, doing the whole stealth part where you can just, like, uh, what is the thing he uses? The bat grapple. The bat grapple. The <laughs> Thank book. you. I was like, what is it? Uh, the grapple up and then hanging down and. and uh, stealth takedowns. Yes, all that, all that. So, all that stuff's great. Um, and, and that's one thing, too. Um, you know, I love I loved to see that, but the Rocksteady, which they, they made as well, they also made. Um, the Arkham series games, they, they announced the suicide squad. Hmm. Uh, so that's something as well to look out for. And I know that there's rumors about what's, what's that game going to be like? Um, I think they, uh, the, the actual teaser image they had was like the suicide squad logo, uh, in the shape of like a bullseye over the back of Superman's head, almost Spider-Man. Superman's head, which is uh, which is cool. I think it's called Suicide Squad: Kill the Justice League, is what they yep. uh, are are calling it. So that would be interesting to see if they're using that same kind of gameplay style for that game um, or whatever they do with Court of Owls. Uh, all overall, I want more of that the, the comic, uh, the DC comic side uh, on that. I, I am a Marvel fan at heart, but I really enjoy the the Arkham games. Guys, it is really tough to find you a decent DC comics movie every once in a while. <laughs> going to watch anyone Zack Snyder JL uncut but listen guys let's be honest here the games are way better than they any are. of the games except Shazam Shazam is awesome go watch Shazam but let's be honest here none of the other ones were great but go play Arkham games they're amazing um with that going over to PS5 Sony news guys a great surprise for you I know how much you loved my review on Ghost of Tsushima <laughs> I know because all 10 of you watched it with your average watch time of 3 minutes and 30 seconds but guess what guys Ghost of Tsushima has got a multiplayer co-op update coming very very soon Ghost of Tsushima Legends if you haven't seen the trailer it looks like a ton of fun and looks sweet what we have in the trailer is essentially it appears to be some kind of horde mode, okay? So you've got four players coming together all across Tsushima from different games, different armor styles, different play styles, a stealth guy, a bow guy, a you know, tank, an attacker, coming together to destroy the Mongol horde. Now, we don't know if that's PvP. We don't know if there's any of that in there. It was all very vague, but what it does appear to be is a free multiplayer co-op title that lets you play together and attack the Mongols together. It looks super-duper exciting. So... 
This is coming from a casual gamer here. Please, have come no on, casual. idea. Come on. Uh, did they release enough information? Am I going to ask you questions you're going to you know the answer to Just here? a trailer. Just okay. A tra- well, then I was going to say, I would love to know if, one, is it standalone or is it something that's just like, oh, it's another mode inside the game? Because that's kind of cool if it was uh, with this. Another thing, too, is this is a single-player game, right? Yep. So, So turning a single-player game uh, on its head... Bring and, your friends! Yeah, that's a big deal. Like, It's not just like, oh yeah, this is a, a single-player slash multiplayer game with a new multiplayer mode like Horde. This is a completely solo experience that they're now saying, let's include other people. Which is what made the free update announcement so just exciting. Like After the, the, the highs of playing through Tsushima... Sucker Punch did a really great job with their very first open world title. Bottom line, you should play it. But the fact that they're like, you know what? We're going to make this a little sweeter. We're going to give you a free co-op to play with your friends. That's cool. Come on, man. Like, bring it on. That's so amazing. Th- that that being said, like, I think it'll be overall really exciting to play with. Like, I, I think it'll be just a fun way to get people back into Tsushima. At the end of the game, you don't really have a reason to go back and play it again. But you know, seems to be the thing with a lot of these single player games, but which is so great to be able to have just like this extra experience with yeah. your friends. That'll be really cool to see what they do with it. And for free, you know, I'll take it. Thank yeah. you, Sucker Punch. Absolutely. All right, Brando, before we wrap up tonight, we have to ask the age old question. Brando, what yes. are you playing right now? Yes. Is so, it Final Fantasy VII Remake? Please well, you say know, no. actually, not yet because I haven't had time to play that, but oh, man, uh, I've been on vacation, actually. Oh, welcome back. So, yes, thank you very much. It was good to get away. Uh, I did take my Switch, though, and as I mentioned, I might buy. Paper Mario, I did, and I actually enjoyed playing it. You actually enjoyed it. I actually, well, I don't know why I said actually, because I I like that series. Um, I will say it is what people are saying. It is a little repetitive, and it is a little easy. Uh, I wouldn't say boring because it's not boring. I enjoy that series, but it is different than I expected. And yes, I did watch you know a lot of the uh, the information out there. I did see what the battle system would be like. Um, but I enjoy Paper Mario itself, and it is uh, that humor is there, and I enjoy that. Um, it is something that uh, uh, you can kind of put your brain on pilot, you know, on autopilot, and just and just go and play. Uh, there's some things I thought there were in there because it is an RPG or. So I thought, to be, yeah, yeah. Uh, there isn't any XP or leveling up. It's really just uh, defeat the enemies as they come, and you can buy or, or find new gear, uh, which I did find the hard way that it does break. It's not like, oh, it's, it's like Zelda. Yeah, it's pretty much like Breath of the Wild. Thanks a lot, Nintendo. Yes. Another um, <laughs> riveting experience with my armor breaking. But it is uh, it is fun. Um, I, I do, like I said, it's just that that whole world is is a good time. So I'm not super far into it. Um, I would love to keep going and see if it does get any harder, uh, get any more challenging and more rewarding. I'm sure it will, um, but, uh, but it is definitely one of those um, easy, easy, just have fun, chill games how many hours are you into this game Brandon? Uh, that's a good question i was playing it One while on a half uh, hours well no i'm yeah maybe yeah a couple hours or so um i've been playing that's the great thing with the switch is that you can pick it up play for 15 so minutes so would you say based done. on those couple hours would you be like buy it or like let it go until it goes on sale if it ever because well, nintendo this is nintendo and <laughs> i yes if it'll if, never if, go on sale if it did go on sale i would say absolutely uh, uh wait for a sale um but that's really the reason 
reason why I picked it up as early as I did because I am usually the sale guy. Like I wait until a sale happens, even if I have to wait two or three years for this game to come out or, or to go on sale. I will wait because I don't have time to play anyway. So why rush into a but $60 being game? so thrifty, you suddenly have more budget to buy Nintendo games full price. Because I know they don't ever go on <laughs> they sale. Do not. So if they're no, not going to go on sale, might as well get it when I want to play it. So, And it was the perfect time while on vacation because I had time to pick up and play. So yes, I do. I do like it. I want to see more of it. If you were not a fan of the Paper Mario series and you're looking for that... Uh, really intense RPG uh, action from a Nintendo game. It's not this. It's not this at all. But if you do like uh, Paper Mario or just Mario in general and you like the humor uh, behind what they do with that Paper Mario series, it's here. It's fun. Um, I do like it. I can't wait to see where it goes from here. But it is a tentative buy. If it's on sale, sure, pick it up. But good luck. Guys, with that, we really appreciate you guys tuning in for this latest episode of the Gaming Casuals podcast. Guys, if you liked it, please subscribe. Listen, guys, we have 95 subscribers. I'd love to get another five. And the reality is that, is that my mom hasn't even subscribed. So <laughs> we would really appreciate it if you subscribe. That way I wouldn't feel so bad about my mom not subscribing. And not only that, but follow us on Instagram at the Gaming Casuals. We post there all the time. Be sure to check us out there as well as our YouTube channel if you're listening on the podcast side of things we're on apple itunes we're on google we're on spotify wherever podcasts are distributed we're there and those of you on youtube let us know in the comments below what are some games you're playing right now what do you think about halo we'd be interested to know let us know down below we'll see you guys next time on the gaming casuals see ya